Hello and welcome to today's podcast in which we'll be talking about the relevance of LGBTQ inclusion initiatives to clients. I'm Alicia Albury. My pronouns are she and her. I'm the chair of the Maddox Diversity and Inclusion Committee and chair of our employee resource group, Maddox Pride. I'm a proud ally to the LGBTQ community. I'd like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of the land that I'm recording from today, the Wonga people of the Eora Nation, and to acknowledge the connection of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples to country and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all emerging First Nations leaders and all Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people listening today. At Maddox, we've been focusing on our diversity and inclusion initiatives as drivers of employee engagement and as a key part of our talent retention and recruitment strategy. But we've not talked a lot about how our diversity and inclusion strategies impact the client experience. I've long thought that the engagement of our employees and how much or how little they feel like they can be their authentic selves at work impacts the overall client experience that they're delivering. At the heart of it, law firms are a people business. We're a group of people providing services to other people. So we have to have strong and open relationships with our clients to do that well. To discuss this topic today, I'm joined by Samara Fitzpatrick and Greg Palumbo. Thank you for joining me, Samara and Greg. Can I hand over to you to introduce yourselves? Sure, my name's Samara Fitzpatrick. I'm Senior Corporate Lawyer at Fraser's Property Australia and I'm on Kayamagal lands today here in Sydney. Um, my pronouns are she and her. Uh, I'm a client of Maddox. I've worked with Alicia in the past um, and others throughout the firm, mainly in the real estate space. Hello everyone. My name is Greg Palumbo. I'm a special counsel at Maddox and I work in the commercial team focusing on technology, media, data and privacy work. I'm joining you from the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and I pay my respects to the elders, both past and present. My pronouns are, are he and him, and I'm a member of the Maddox Pride Committee. Um, Samara, so you're a client of the firm and you're working as an in-house lawyer at a property development and management company right now. Have you always worked in that sector? I started my career, as most lawyers do, in private practice um, in a litigation um, team at what was Deacons but is now Norton Rose. Uh, fortunately for me, I feel, I was only there for a year or two before being able to go in-house. I will very uh, quickly admit that law firm life wasn't for me and the in-house life is, is where I feel most at home. Um, my career's sort of been across a few different sectors. I started out in construction and engineering um, for a large sort of construction and engineering firm that did large infrastructure projects. So as part of that role, I was in-house lawyering, so to speak, and reviewing contracts, but also spent a good two and a half, three years as a contracts administrator on a big power station project out in rural Victoria. So I sort of had the boots and the hard hat on walking around site, looking for variations and extensions of time um, with our foreman and, and, our, and our engineers um, for against our clients, so to speak. So that was a really um, hands-on and, and enjoyable experience. I've also worked in agribusiness for, for a number of years, working at Grain Corp in-house there. Again, focusing on the capital works that they were undertaking, but just general corporate commercial as well. And then since then, I've been in the, in the development and property sector, working for 
um, an industrial developer, Logos, and, and now at, at Fraser's Property Australia where I focus on the residential side of the business. Thank you. So, Greg, you're currently working at Maddox, but you have some in-house experience. Can you tell us about the sector you worked in when you were in-house and what your role was there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I also started in private practice back in New York um, and then uh, after about six or seven years moved in-house, uh, I was working for a global hotel um, hospitality company. So we had uh, hotels all over the world, about 100 different countries. Um, uh, across different um, areas of the globe. And so I got to work with um, people all over the world, um, a bunch of different cultures and backgrounds. And so it was really interesting from that perspective to be able to um, really interact with people and, you know, and kind of, you know, think about how that impacts my day-to-day -day life as part of the job. Um, after following that, I moved to Australia and yeah, now find myself with Maddox, as you said. So I'm interested in um, whether you've both been um, out at work the entire time that you've been working um, and whether there's been a difference in your experience being the lawyer, um, either within the firm or in-house or being the client. For me, I've largely been out at work. I, I think at the very beginning of my career when I was in private practice for those first few years, um, it was a gradual coming out um, just because... It was a very different world for me sort of being in that corporate space and it being quite unfamiliar and sort of being very careful and, and making sure it was safe to sort of let people know. Um, although I was very comfortable in my own skin and it was sort of a relief when it was out so that I could actually feel a bit more comfortable and be myself. Um, from that point on, it's not been something that has been um, much of a, a thought or a decision for myself. I guess as I've started new roles, um, I've tried to make it clear and, and signal to the people that I'm working with that I am a lesbian, um, whether that's by way of referring to a partner. Um, that's always an, an easy way to do it. Um, and I guess I have a bit of a, I call it a privilege that if I choose to, I could possibly pass as straight so there's some comfort or protection in that so I, I kind of feel like I have some of the power in that decision I can choose the circumstances in which I, I, I want to be out but having said that in as I said each of the roles that I've been in I've been quite comfortable letting people know that um, and given the sectors that I've been in and particularly on site in a rural part of of the country, um, again, I think I was very fortunate. Like I had, I had a sense of confidence about myself, and actually enjoyed the point of difference. Um, and as a young female in a world of older men, there was already sort of a sense that I was going to be different anyway. And I had a lot of the older, um, you know, foremen and, and construction managers and. Uh, other people on those jobs looking out for me as like a younger sister or whatever else and um it, yeah it was it was never really a particular problem so it's like actually sort of open doors and, and opportunities and uh, along the way because I've had the opportunity to sort of uh, get involved in things and sort of informally and formally mentor other um, colleagues who have been 
going through their own coming out process. So, yeah, it's been a positive experience for me personally. Yeah, and for me, I would say um, when I first started my career, I, I wasn't uh, completely out. And so that was a bit of a process for me. Um, I will say, actually, the firm I started with made it quite um, comfortable and uh, was a relatively easy process from the work experience because there was a pride committee and there were people that were there to help with that process. Um, but um, as Samara said, I too kind of have the privilege of being able to quote unquote pass as straight um, if I choose to. And so that's always kind of been a decision for me as I have gone into new roles. Um, so when I did go in-house, it was definitely something I was feeling out um, a little bit. And, and it was important to me to be out at that stage in my life. I wanted to make sure that um, you know, it was going to be a comfortable situation for me. Um, I would say then when I moved from the U.S. to Australia, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to be getting um, and what the experience would be. So I think I was a little bit more cautious about that when I was interviewing for jobs here. Um, you know, and I think it was definitely another experience of trying to, you know, feeling like I had to come out all over again and how I was going to do that. And I do kind of remember the you know, mental toll um, and emotional toll that that kind of took uh, for me as I was starting my career here um, and, you know, meeting new people, um, you know, and, and kind of getting acclimated to working in a different uh, country and a different culture. Um, so, you know, just trying to navigate all of that and figure that out as I was going, um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's been a different process, um, you know, for me, but it definitely is something that I you know, always want to um, be able to be my authentic self and, you know, recognize that I'm being my best version of myself when I can do that. So it's an important thing for me to be able to have that um, in any job in which I'm working. Yeah, and and given um, you know that that you don't just as you've, you've highlighted there, you don't just come out once. You know, it's a, a repeating, a, re, a repeated occurrence of coming out. You know, constantly, and there's a, an emotional load to that, and there's also an emotional load to passing straight, um, as you call it. So, given given that additional overlay that you have, um, can you talk to us a little bit about the relevance to you, um, as a client? Um, of working with a supplier who has openly LGBTQ-friendly um, inclusion policies and initiatives, or I guess the opposite too, if you have any experience with Yeah, and I would say on the opposite side of things, so when you're working at the firm and are more um, you know, addressing and um, introducing yourself to new clients as they might come along and you're obviously meeting a lot of new people, um, you know, at least as you said, it, it really is just kind of a you know, constantly coming out or not coming out, um, as the case may be, uh, you know, with every new person, every new client and kind of deciding, okay, in that um, situation, you know, how do you want to handle it? You know, what do you think is appropriate? What's, you know, necessary? Um, and sometimes you, you know, make the decision, oh, you want to be careful about not offending people or making anyone feel uncomfortable. Um, and, you know, sometimes you almost do this uh, instinctively. You, you may, you know, not necessarily think about it, but, um, you know, I, I certainly have found myself not necessarily sharing as much of my personal life at times um, as other people may just, you know, uh, because I've kind of almost, you know, accustomed myself to not doing that, um, you know, as a way to 
you know, not share too much or make anyone feel uncomfortable or whatnot. So, um, you know, I do think it's something that if you can establish that rapport with your clients, if um, there is something, you know, that they do to kind of make it feel as, as, as if it is a safe space, that really does help to kind of open things up and, you know, at least make me feel like I can share everything about, you know, who I am in my life without any fear of making someone uncomfortable or, um, you know, making it about something that it, nece- you know, wouldn't necessarily otherwise be about. I think mm. it's always the case that, you know, the stronger the relationship between internal and external counsel, the better the outcome. Um, you know, across my career, I've felt, built some really strong bonds with lawyers who've been acting for us and whether or not it's sort of, you know, engaging or bonding or building rapport over these sorts of things around sort of feeling part of a same or similar community or it's a shared hobby or, or, or whatever else it might be. I think it's, you know, I think we'll, we can all attest to the fact that it is so much more enjoyable um, and you can get through those really high stress situations so much better when you've kind of got a mate on the other end of the phone or around the table when you're negotiating something with a, with a counterparty and their, and their counsel. So, yeah, I think it's, I, I really, really do value, um, you know, feeling like there's people who understand who you are that you're working with in a firm. And so um, what, what have you seen lawyers and law firms do either well or badly to demonstrate that they are inclusive and that your relationship with them is a safe place to be yourself? I think it's about sort of, well, I, I've personally, I've had experiences where, and Alicia, talking about yourself here, um, been invited to client functions and where my partner, my wife has been very welcome and, and invited along as well. Um, there's been... a occasions where I've seen sort of, you know, different uh, industry bodies, like a, there's like a pride in construction group and I've seen law firms sort of offer up space to them to host events and that's a, a gentle nod to sort of sh- show support and that, you know, there's a sort of an alignment of values there. Um, those sorts of, you know, again, like it's the gentle and the subtle things like, you know, it doesn't need to be sort of, you know, light, lighting up the building with the rainbow flag, not that there's anything wrong with that. But it's it's the small gestures, I think, that are probably the most powerful and just sort of suggest that it's sort of business as usual because that's what you kind of want it to be. In, in some sense, it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. It's, you know, it's just kind of just having some indicator, right, of being an ally, being a member of the community, um, just something that kind of says, hey, this is a safe space for you. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it, it could just be also the clients um, sharing a little bit more about their lives and wanting to establish that rapport, which, uh, you know, as Samara said, it's just so important to really helping everyone to enjoy the experience and really establish those relationships. So if there are lanyards, if there are pins, if, um, you know, you, you, you get invited to events or, or reciprocally you invite people to events and then, you know, they come. So I think it, it shows the importance of just having those networking opportunities and inviting people along, um, you know, that may or may, you may or may not know are part of the community, right? But um, by extending the invite, you can kind of figure out and having a bit more 
of a broad reach with some of those um, those experiences and those invitations where, you know, th there might be a bit of a, you know, hesitation to have a broader reach with those, but, you know, maybe by sending the invite, you're going to get people who, you know, are excited to come to events that maybe aren't otherwise invited and you wouldn't have otherwise thought about because they're an ally or, um, you know, maybe you just didn't know that they were part of the community. So I think it's important to, you know, just have that visibility. So, you know, whether that's something in an email signature, whether that is a lanyard or a pin, um, you know, just kind of creating that, that safe space uh, can really make a difference. Yeah, because at the end of the day, um, you know, because of being a people business, it is all about making human connection. And regardless of, um, you know, what your um, sexuality is, your orientation, your gender, your gender identification, we're all human beings at the end of the day, right? So mm. it's all about just the human connection. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today, Samara and Greg. It's been a really interesting conversation and the continuation of a, a great discussion that we're having at Maddox around our inclusion initiatives and, and how we include our clients in that discussion. If you've enjoyed this podcast today, please share, like or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.